to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Uh uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear <laughs> during another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Monday's crime does not pay on the shadow. This episode originally aired on November 5th, 1939, and it is called Mansion of Madness. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Shadow, a serious character who furthers the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. The Shadow uses his hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the unseen voice of the Shadow belongs. Today's story, Mansion of Madness. <laughs> Anybody home? I didn't expect there would be, did you, Lamont? We didn't think we saw a light as we came up the road, Margo. I'm sorry, Ben. What in the world is a medieval castle doing in this country, Lamont? Oh, you know how castles get around. Now, I guess it's useless, Margo. No one seems to... Well, at last. Come on, Margo. Oh, well. How do you do? We, uh... You will please come this way. <clears throat> Thank you. Come on, Margo. Come on, I I hope you'll pardon our intruding on you here. We uh, we stall down the road. You will please be seated. (laughs) Thank you. As uh, I started to say, we will stall down the road. I will strike a light. Thank you. Our car was... Now I will call the master. Thank you. (sighs) Margot... Would you be interested in hearing how we were stalled out? No, well, please be seated. <laughs> nice, pleasant little man, wasn't he? Did you see his face? I saw half of it. That's all he has. One side is as flat as a coin. No eye, no ear. Oh, I saw it plainly enough, Lamont. Look at this room. There's only hollow flambeau on the wall. 
Well, that, uh, that explains this, 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 the captain. Oh, it explains many things, Mr. Cranston. The voices she hears, the departed chances were too, in her distorted imagination, returned to Bellhausen. Oh, the poor girl. Oh, I'm sure that all must be very trying to you both. I'll hurry uh, Cebu along with your room. Make yourselves comfortable. I'll be back directly. Yes, sir. Thank you. Oh, well, Margot, not a pretty situation, is it? Definitely not. What can we do? I'm not sure, Margot, but I'd like to stay. In fact, I must stay. Wow. Well, Margot, it seems that many invisibles walk the halls of Belhausen. Tonight, there will be one other. The shadow.
Mark, will you please explain to me why we've been called a court? I told you, Margaret. Mr. Montesol has asked us to testify to what we saw and heard that night at Belhausen Castle. But why have we been waiting here all this time? Why can't we just go in and tell what we saw and get out of here? Because the court isn't in session. They've declared a recess. Recess? Oh, ridiculous. Schoolboy stuff. <laughs> I'll bet you that if women were running these places, things would happen a lot faster than they do now. Uh, now, wait a minute. I seem to recall a few shopping trips with you, my dear. Oh, well, that's different. And the people that hang around here. Look at them. Pure criminal types, every one of them. Well, who, for instance? Well, that man who just came out of that room, for instance. That man there? Yes. Darling, that's the judge. Oh. The court is reconvening at one time. You have heard the testimony of Margot Lane and Lamont Francis. Two unimpeachable witnesses. This is horrible. We've been summoned to this courtroom to help send that poor girl to an institution. We couldn't help ourselves, Margot. We had to tell what we saw and heard at Belhaven that night. Poor Millicent. She looks so alone. It is quite obvious that defendant Millicent Chandleford is of unsound mind. Evidence proves that beyond a question of doubt. My client, called it Montesol, has exercised extreme patience in caring for this unfortunate girl. Now he feels that for her own good, she should be placed in an institution where she can receive proper professional attention. That's not so. That's an infernal lie. No, it's as susceptible as anyone in this courtroom. I have a car. Oh, Robert, my darling. Silence. Young man, what is the meaning of this outburst? I'm, I'm sorry, Your Honor, but I just couldn't sit here and look at all these lies any longer. If court, please. Uh, uh, just a moment, Counselor. Young man, come up here. Yes, now, what is your connection with the defendant in this fancy form? What? She's the girl I love. She's the girl I hope to marry. Until her uncle, Mr. Montesol, shut her away from me. Your Honor, this boy is simply a disgruntled, rejected suitor. I demand Rejected it. by whom? By Millicent? All right, I'll show you how much of a rejected suitor I am. Millicent, Millicent, tell him you love me. I do, Robert. I love you with all my heart. There. So you see, Judge? Your Honor, I object to this display. Judge, let me take Millicent away. Let me marry her and give her the protection and affection she deserves. Young man, I wish the problem before the court could be settled that easily. If it pleases the court, I would like to proceed with argument on a motion to put this girl in an institution. It pleases the court to recess for ten minutes. Perhaps we can resume in a more sedate atmosphere. Everyone will stand up as the judges are Margot, I have an idea. And I think it can be executed by the shadow. Shadow, whoever you are, this is an impossible thing you have. I'd like to do it for you. Lord knows you've done enough for law and order. But I've got to hand down a decision. Sign the girl's commitment papers today. Give me two days' time, Your Honor. Just two days' postponement. But I just can't grant postponement on nothing. Your Honor, you've got to give me some time to accomplish my job. Well... Please, Your Honor. I'll tell you what I'll do. Yes? I'm probably a sentimental old fool, but I'll give you 24 hours. So not back, but something definite in that time, I'll have to commit the girl. Twenty-four hours. That's all. Perhaps it will be sufficient. There's a change in the moon tonight. Change in the moon? What in blazes has that to do with the case? Maybe nothing, Your Honor. Maybe everything. <laughs> it's funny, Miss Lane, the way things changed in just a few hours. 
today when you and Mr. Cranston were sent to fight, I was sure I could go on hating you both for the rest of my life. We were in a bad spot, Robert. Well, but I can see now just how much it all made use of your visit to Bellhouse. What is the sort of a break you're looking for? Two prominent people like you to bear out a contention that Millicent was mad. I saw that, Marvissal. She'd make a nice trophy for a honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're incorrigible. Hey, we're getting near Bellhouse. Don't you think we'd better go over what we're expected to do, Mr. Cancer? There's not much to it, Robert. You and Miss Lane will wait in the car. I'll get into the castle somehow. And I'll open the side door under Miller's apartment for you and Miss Lane. But we must move quickly before Montessor notices us. Sounds simple the way you tell it. How are you ever going to do it? I'll let you in on a little secret, Robert. I do it all with Miller's. However did you manage to get in here without without Uncle Cloud's testimony? Now don't give me the credit, Millicent. Mr. Cranston did it. I don't know how, but he turned the trick. Well, Mr. Cranston, the important thing is you and Miss Lane are here. And you'll drop my darling. It's all it comes. Oh, right. Darling, I don't know what I'm trying to do. But... Oh, right. Listen. Jack. It's here. It's starting again. Now, don't be frightened, darling. You won't face it alone tonight. There's a change in the moon. Well, old Bill, old old boss wants to come and cook some more with his hounds. He was right here in the castle. Oh, yes. Your mother's cooking that to be stuffy. It's hard to look. Look. What is it, Robert? Down the tree, up by the window. It's a vulture. Vulture? Right close to the window. He's almost within here. Robert, let me have that letter opener. They're on the desk. All right, I'll get it. What are you going to do, Lamont? I'm going to try my hand at the gentle art of knife throwing. Here you are. Okay, I'll see you have Yes, fine, Robert. All right. There. Step back, Margot. Come over here, Madison. All right, Mr. Cranston, let her go. Oh, a bullseye. You suck it right in his breast. Yes. Silly tits and talk. Interesting. Very interesting. I couldn't think You can't just visit him. There's nothing you can do. You always wait for old Bob and Stink. Close the window, Robert. Cut him out. No, wait. I hear something out in the moor. Now, you hear that? It's the phone. The movie cracked the moor. Oh, what is with them? To be here in a minute. They're coming this way. Oh, Robert. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I don't think anyone can live in a place like this. He'll hold on to their sanity. Others have reasoned that way, Margot. You mean Marshall, I suppose. I don't exclude him. Yes? I think I heard somebody moving about downstairs. Yes? Margot, put out that symbol. I'm going out in the hall. I don't want the light to stream through. All right. Now, Quiet. I open the door. Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Cranston. I'm going to... All right, Robert. Open up. Be careful, Robert. Easy, boy. Step through, Robert. Right. Now, close it. Follow me. Robert. Yes? Drop down behind this balustrade. We can see the stairs from behind. Mr. Cranston. Yes? Look. Look, coming around that car. That's our man. Now, watch it. Old Barton? Maybe. No, Keep hiding. Near the lane. Be ready to run, Robert. But what are we going to do? Head him off before he can get to that big black stone at the bottom of the stairs. Wilson, look, he stopped on the lane. Ready now. That's what described it. Old Barton chokes him and he falls down the stairs. Come on, Robert. Stop. Stay where you are. Come, I say. Look out, Mr. Cranston. Grab it. I got him. No use, mister. We're on to your hope. Out of the way, Robert. No, you don't. There. You've got enough, Mr. Gosher. Oh, no, eh? Ain't... You got him. You nailed him right in the butt. Robert. Robert. No, it's all right. Don't worry. Robert, just work. Who is he, Lamont? I don't know, Margot. We'll see. Strike a match, Robert. I'll turn him over. Sure. 
Boy, you should have seen that clock, Mr. Creston gave. All right, now we'll see who the. The half-faced man. Evil. Robert. Just at present? Take Millicent to her apartment. Margo, you come with me. All right, Millicent, let's go. Come on, Margo. Oh, what's next? I want to look at that boat. Freeze right outside this door. All right, Margo. After you. Thank you. There. There's our charming feathered friend. Still perched and still imperturbable. And still possessed of that confounded voice. Margo, take a look at this. What is it? A wire? Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, it... Well, let's give it a yank and see what... Ah, what a long tail he has. Long copper and properly insulated. Come on, just a minute, Margo. There. There we are, Margo. Mr. Vulture's in it. Heart, soul, and mind are all encased in this little device. It's like a radio loudspeaker. That's exactly what it is. I had no idea Vulture was such a deceitful creature. Margo, you take the car, drive to the village, and phone the police. Don't let them know who you are. But tell them to get out here right away. What are you going to do? I'm going to follow this wire. It'll probably lead to one of those abandoned guardhouses at the ends of the moor. Tell the police to watch for a flashlight signal. And rush to the location and hold anybody they may find there. The shadow is going to find the human vulture at the other end of this line. All right, Simpson. The vulture wants more. Longer this time. Let's see who's signal to take it down and bring it in. Okay, Madison. Here goes. Fine. You can disconnect the microphone now. Don't you want me to do the hounds again? Yes, that's a pause. I get sounded if they're coming back across the moor. Go ahead, the speakers up. <laughs> what was that? Did you do that, Stevenson? No. Keep him over there by the door of the hut. That laugh is not in Stevenson's repertoire of impersonation, Montesol. Stevenson, what in thunder is this? You see anybody? I'll answer for him, Montesol. He can't see me any more than you can. Well, who are you? I... And the Shadow. Shadow? Oh, yes, I've heard of you. Quite an elaborate array of insanity-producing machinery you have here. What do you mean? This is a simple portable broadcasting outfit. We're radio amateurs, that's all. Hey, yeah, sure, that's all. Amateurs at radio, but professionals at crime. I'm afraid you're making a mistake. You're the one who's made the mistake, Montesol. You made the mistake of thinking you could drive Millicent Chancellor mad. Or at least make her believe herself mad. This is ridiculous. I don't know what you're talking about. Your denials don't interest me, Montesol. I'm only concerned with destroying your plan. Your control over Mills, that chancel board, and a fortune is at an end. What's that? A couple automobiles coming along East Drive. The police want us all coming for you and your impersonating confederate. The police. Come on, Stevenson, run for it. Come on. Run, want us all run to your doom. Castle looks a lot different than it did the first time we came here, eh, Margot? Mm-hmm. So glad those kids are getting married. She looks very lovely in that wedding gown, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Say, are you listening to me? Yes. Yes, I was just thinking. What about? What would happen if you were ever married? Now, Margot. Well, don't be alarmed, Lamont. This is pure supposition. I was just thinking of you walking up the aisle just as Robert is now. Yes. Ready to take the sacred vows that would endure for the rest of your life. Yes, Margot. And all of a sudden, somebody would shoot the best man, the minister would fall down poisoned, and the bridesmaid would be stabbed, and you'd be off again on another case that would bust up the whole darn thing.
Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by the Shadow Magazine. All the characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The Shadow Magazine is on sale at your local newsstand. The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. And now, speaking to you on a matter of urgent importance, here is the police commissioner of Midland City. Thank you. I w- The commissioner will speak to you directly from his office in City Hall. Ah, uh, yes. Here from my office in City Hall, Thank I'm... you, commissioner. For copies of the commissioner's speech, write to speech in care of Midland City Hall. This program was recorded. I wonder if I could do that again from the top. I didn't... All right, take it again from the top. I could use more time. It's an urgent matter that... Uh... Cue the announcer. 60-second speech, take two. Let me know how my time's going. And now, speaking to you on a matter of urgent importance... When I have ten Here is the police commissioner of Bidland City. Don't you want to tell them I'm speaking to The me? commissioner is speaking to you directly from his office in City Hall. <clears throat> During the past several weeks, we have recalled for you the classic adventures of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. At times, the excitement reached such a fever pitch, we received such comments as... I wonder if I could do it to this office floor now. Not now, Mrs. Pipchick. I'm on the air. I'll tell you when I'm finished. Uh, it was just yesterday, in fact, that the famous foul accidentally dissolved his entire body. And I'm sure many of you feel this is the end. Thank you, Commissioner. For not copies yet. I'm the... not finished. When I'm finished, I'll say I'm finished. I wonder if I could do it to this office floor now. No, not yet. Wait outside, please. Yes, hundreds, thousands of you are in a state of great anxiety over the feathered fighter's dilemma. Many have ceased eating and sleeping, ears riveted to this radio station for news of the feathered fighter. The same question on everyone's lips. Did uh, Mrs. Pipchick do it to this floor yet? No, she didn't, Mr. Brunkley, and I'm on the radio. Oh, someday I'm going to be on the radio. Mr. Brunkley. I am taking a disc jockey correspondence course. Could you hold this for later, sir? They are teaching me to talk disc jockey words Mm -hmm. and other stuff. Well, that's fine. Later, Mr. Brunkley, if you don't mind. Okay. I would like to assure you that there is a way to save the winged warrior, but it requires everyone's help. Tonight, before going to sleep, when the day is finally over, you must say these certain words aloud. Ten seconds. I'm not finished yet. That's okay. I'm practicing my DJ words. Five seconds. You must say these words aloud. Okay. Hi there, guys and gals. Oh, not you, These Mr. are the top ten tunes. Tippy tapping uh, up your sidewalk, Brunkley, into your doors, sir. up your stairs, into your bed, I'm and asking the musical question. Come back, chicken man. No, no. Hey, hey, baby, are you my no, baby now? That's the question. Let's get it. Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. <laughs> You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Now, this is a common plot, trying to drive someone mad using tricks. It's a good thing the shadow saw through it.
And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.